Blog Talk Radio. It's October 13, 2019. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight, we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. We may have some other guests as well. Please remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of not yourself or your self-serving interests, but of the membership. There's some real talk. Working for a Living Radio Show is a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters and is syndicated on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Listen Now, and you may follow us on Twitter. Let me bring Jeff on here real quick. Hello, Brother Jeff. How are you doing? I'm good, Brother Leroy. How are you? Good, good. We, we've had a pretty good week. We We've done a lot of good work for quite a few people, actually. We just don't sit around doing real talk. We actually go out there and do things. You know, some people talk about it and some people do it, you know. So um, we've done a lot of real good work this week for um, members who uh, uh, need our assistance, and uh, it's uh, going well for them, quite frankly. So... Uh, all of them that we helped this this week. Uh, uh, how was your uh, week, Jeff? Um, it was not bad. Um, you know, got a chance to meet with you, Lansing. Um, he took me around and showed me some places I want to see, and I thank you for that. Um, but it got cold last night. It's down in the fifties. I'm okay. Yeah, we had 40. This afternoon is 44 here. Wow. Um, uh, Remember the people that we saw that, you know, uh, we said hi to? You know, we all, both of us had our red shirts on. I had my, one of my local union uh, uh, UAW hats on, the one from the Pioneer Hall of the UAW where I hired in. Uh, and uh, had that hat on, and, uh, you know, as you remember, people came up to us and just, you know, started conversations and stuff, you know. It was kind of nice, and uh, that one fella, uh, uh, he uh, wrote in, and you'll see what his his email said. He was real nice about it. Uh, You know, that's, uh, I was, I thought it was real nice for him to do that, so uh, people, I mean, a lot of Oh, who we are, aren't they? I mean, we walked around and yeah. just know who we were. <laughs> even even over the board of water and light, they come out there and they they had a meeting going on, but they were willing to take us through there. You know, had they not yeah. had a meeting, charging right out there to to greet us. You know, I mean, we're, we're pretty well known. Uh, so it's it's just it's uh, it's nice to see that. You know, we don't get that a lot, but and uh, the picketers. Uh, I uh, got a chance to talk to a lot of them. Uh, that one picket uh, that uh, I showed you there, uh, we drove by it. That uh, it really wasn't at a plant gate um, because it's such a bad neighborhood. 
after 11 o'clock, they shut that one down. Uh, so mm. they hadn't been doing that, but they've obviously had some issues there. So uh, with the local, you know, it's 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 tough tough uh, in certain spots. You get after 11 yes, o'clock in 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 Lansing, and it uh, gets a little little testy. So there's you know about nine picketers there. Uh, I stopped to say hi, and they. Uh, after you left, and they were real nice. Uh, they were uh, just resolute in the whole idea that, uh, that this division of our union, because of the temporaries and this in progression and all of that, that's just got to stop. And everybody gets it, and they're resolute to stop it, everyone. And they understand full well what we've been doing. And one of them actually said, you know, I heard somebody else taking credit for that. I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, we've been smart all our, our whole life, and some people haven't been. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you, fast, It's right? just amazing. Yeah, somebody else, they were saying uh, some some stuff, and I I just said, you know, you should listen to us first, and then you'll see. Uh, where where everybody's getting their ideas. Uh, so, but uh, uh, so we had uh, a lot of that going on. We got out in the community a little. You got to see the uh, Malcolm X uh, Railroad Station, and uh, that's where, uh, for some historical value, that's where uh, Cyril McGuire uh, from Mason. Michigan, about 13 miles south of Lansing, African-American family. Uh, he's passed on now, but Cyril's family raised Malcolm X, uh, and they would take him to that train station where you and I uh, stopped there. We stopped at the two of them uh, so you could see both of them. But, um, and you got lots of pictures of signs and all of that. That was really nice because I know you're kind of a collector of such things, you know, and really a history buff. But Cyril would take um, Malcolm uh, uh, X to the uh, train station there and see him off. Uh, he did come to Lansing a fair amount, uh, and they would all, you know, the family would always go and see him off. Might be just one or two, but that's where they would see him off at, that train station. And... Uh, they took uh, the McGuire family took great pride in the fact that they they brought him in and raised him. Uh, he went to school in Mason uh, and uh, graduated there. And he's known to be from Lansing. That's why uh, the uh, the signage, the streets are named after him. And they didn't have any signage there at the uh, on the outside of the uh, train station, but I'm quite sure there's some on the inside. I've uh, had we gotten in there. I know there was before because when it was uh, uh, open still, uh, they they uh, they had some stuff in there about him. So, uh, but that was that was a real nice uh, opportunity for you. And um, uh, Cyril's family still around. His son's an uh, MBA. Uh, you know, Matt, uh, got a business. Administration degree at master's, and so and his uh, widow is still in town, 
uh, and they uh, are very, very nice people. Cyril uh, rose through the ranks of the UAW. He was a uh, committee person and moved up to president of 652. Later, he became the CAP coordinator of uh, six, uh, Region 1C, I'm sorry, and then he became the education director of Region 1C, retired as CAP coordinator for Region 1C, went back to CAP. And uh, that was before they merged 1C and 1D. Uh, and he was just an amazing man. He understood politics just very, very well. Uh, and I was pleased to know Sarah McGuire and by extension through the comments and uh, rhetoric that uh, Cyril would uh, pass on to all of us. I shouldn't even call it rhetoric, the history that uh, Cyril passed on to all of us uh, was just amazing because uh, he'd get up and just, you know, in, maybe not at the top of a meeting, but he'd, at, you know, break out and he'd tell us these stories about him. It's just, just amazing. Uh, and they, you know, they, he truly loved the man had a lot of respect for him and thought he did a lot of good things. Uh, so, and as you look back uh, and you really read it, you find that he really did carry the water for a lot of people to try and make life better for them. And uh, you have to respect him for that. So, but that was nice that we were able to do that. Um, as you know, we our time was limited because I had uh, some commitments to try and uh, we're helping people doing. Uh, I, don't, I can't get into it, but it, it's uh, very, very fine work uh, for a team of people, uh, and uh, just to, to help them become better at what they do was just amazing and very rewarding. Uh, so, and that was a progression throughout the week. You know, a couple hours here, four hours here. Probably put in, I don't know, probably close to 16 to 20 hours on that this week. Uh, and, you know, that's helping people. That's not real talking about it. We're, we're really helping people. Uh, so, and just a lot of kudos and thanks for, for what, what we've done. And, uh, of course, I bounce that off of, you know, pretty much our team here. Uh, those that uh, uh, communicate well, uh, and of course Jeff knows what I'm talking about uh, regarding you know the person, and uh, we we had some uh, guidance from professionals as well, so that's that's always nice too. So uh, it's, it's very rewarding when you do it right. If you're just out there grandstanding and looking out for your own interest and trying to get money or even trying to get to the position where you could sign something to get yourself money just to prove your own your own money that you've filed for it's just amazing people what they are capable of doing in the name of the membership and they've hoodwinked them it's just really sad once you know what's going on uh, having said that, uh, let's get into the announcements. Uh, we'd like to keep it to an, uh, an hour tonight, Jeff, if we can, and so the listeners understand that. I haven't, uh, we had an early show tonight because I have another commitment, uh, and we apologize for not giving much notice for that, but 
it is what it is, and I uh, I, I have stacked up my schedule uh, for the next uh, 36 hours. I'll be pretty much running, so it's uh, a little a little uh, testy, and so we had to move it just to give myself a a little better of a, a run and start at some of this. So thank you for your, all the listeners for your indulgence of that. Appreciate it. Um, Jeff, you want to take that first? Do you have anything else to add? No, I just want to thank you for taking me around Lansing. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm glad you glad you had a fun time. We had a nice meal, and, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, it's always nice to see you. And I mean, people, I mean, they they knew who we were. We just, you know, I mean, I I couldn't I really, you know, I mean, we're just telling who we who we are and then we know all about you because <laughs> they didn't recognize us, but you know, because we don't do anything, you know, with video or anything, so, but they knew exactly who we were and they passed it around town. Uh, it's kind of, kind of interesting, uh, that you, you hear that and get that feedback once you're out there and you know, people like it had a red shirts on too. That's kind of fun. I'm glad you had a good time. You want to take that first announcement? Sure. Number one, support for our UAW GM strike from other unions around the world continues to pour in. Uh, Many thanks to all of you for uh, supporting us. Yes. Uh, Number two, Dan Price, the 35-year-old CEO of Gravity Payments, a credit card processing company in Seattle, has once again slashed his own wages and has added to the minimum wage of his uh, everyone that works for him in his company. That minimum wage will now be $70,000 annually. Uh, that's the minimum somebody works, makes if they work for him. So that's nice. It's, uh, it's good to see that some people realize the value of uh, a high-paid workforce that can actually go out and spend money in our economy, spend it, and make it uh, uh, so that it's uh, something that's, uh, you can buy stuff. I mean, you know, we can buy our products, you know, the things we make, just like Ford did in 1914. We talked about that uh, three shows ago. And, you know, some of if you're new, uh, go back and look at, uh, the uh, three shows ago, this one, and go back two more, and that's it's kind of interesting. Uh, so get a chance. Go ahead and uh, uh, look back a little bit. Okay, that was, I think, uh, sticking points. This is the uh, byline for that show, so you'll see it on our on our dot com, com. Go ahead, Jeff. October 7th, Trump administration tells agencies restrict unions in the workplace. Yeah, we kind of knew he was that way, so. I'm sad, actually. Just think about the people that still support him, you know, good Lord. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many times he's got to kick you before you, you know, you start to feel it. Uh, October 11th, GM gave their corporate update, and that fell flat on its face. October 11th, local union chair 2209 told all remaining skilled trades 
from the plant. Southern locals followed that pattern by pulling their, right. their skill trades out. Right. That's good. We understand that uh, that chairperson got come under a lot of scrutiny and heat from an individual that's part of the uh, uh, Detroit uh, team. And that person uh, operated that way in his own local union. He kind of dictated everything, and he thought he ran everything and didn't even communicate with other leadership in his local. And here he's doing it again. telling people they shouldn't, they didn't have permission to do it. Well, uh, the local unions are run by the membership. And the chairpersons that do their job right, unlike you, that made that, ad, you know, admonished him for trying to do the right thing. Nobody should be working in the plants. General Motors has engineers. They get paid real well, and they know all about everything we do. They're supposed to be in there doing the essential stuff, not us. Okay? Let them take that on the nose, not us. It's not our responsibility when we went out on strike. More importantly, chairpersons are answerable to their membership. not to anybody, and this is federal law, by the way, to anybody superintending to them. In other words, have a higher office. Okay? The chairpersons are the only person that speaks for local union. End of story. And nobody tells them what to do but the membership. You're invited to give advice and counsel, and that's it. You don't give permission. You're not a dictator. And if you are thinking you're going to be a dictator in our union, you'll go the way the rest of them are going to go. Got it, brother? Get a grip on your ego. People already don't like you. You know who, who did that. You know who you are. And we know who you are, quite frankly, very well. A lot about you. You shouldn't be in the position you're in, quite frankly. Take that to the bank. All right? Leadership change, you won't be around. Because you don't work in the interest of the membership. Everybody would be evaluated. Everybody would be evaluated based on if they really care about the membership or if they care about themselves or if they're in this for some egotistical power trip. And you are, sir. You've demonstrated that so many times. You need to just take a chill pill, really, because you become remarkable to us in a not-so-good way. 
everybody's talking about you now, not just your own local. And I hope your bosses are listening, which I know they do. Okay. Go ahead, Joe. Um, October 11th, Mary Barra made Saturday Night Live on a parody about the GM ignition switch congressional hearings. I missed that. I have to go back and look at it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's posted on the page. You know, so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't see it, I, but I admit, you know, you, you know, she was in charge of that t- team that made a decision to re- to pay the the cost for people dying versus yep. fixing it, stopping them from being dying from the dead. She was ahead of that she committee. Be, right. She should be in jail for that. Exactly. If if we had anybody in in elected position that had any uh, moxie about him, she would be in jail. You're not protected on that kind of stuff. And they made a conscious decision to pay for loss of life rather than fix it. And then it came to be in on Front Street, and they had to go fix it. Now they've made a number of different changes. You know, oh, it's going to cost us so much money. We won't have our $10 billion this year. We'll only have 8 too bad. You shouldn't have let people die. You did it on purpose, and you knew it. Bloody Mary. Okay. October 13th, Mac truck or Mac workers, it's Mac truck, uh, go on strike. They begin picketing Sunday morning. That's today. Uh, and uh, we're getting closer and closer to a general strike, and we're liking every minute of it. Whole country go out. October 13th, thousands of United Steelworkers to strike against ASARO for unfair labor practices. More and more strikes. Yeah, yeah, we're starting to starting to get legs around the country. Yeah. Yeah. Many thanks of our yeah. worldwide investigative reporters. We appreciate it. Go ahead, Jeff. Talk about that strike stuff. I know you support a general um, strike. I do, too, for a long time. Yeah, I, I support any strike that's going on. Um, you know, we're all in this together. We're, we're trying to maintain or improve our buying power because um, there's so much against us, and we, we need to change that. We need to change that. Um, so we got. If you know anything about um, Jimmy Hoffa, if you read his autobiography, he would he would get arrested several times a day while walking on the picket line. He get arrested. He take him to the police station. He, he got out. He went right back to the picket line. He got arrested again, four or five times a day. That's how determined he was with his members. And uh, we'd like to see that happen again for somebody to come out and do that. Uh, See what you will about the Teamsters and Jimmy. He took care of his membership. My great uncle will tell you that. He did. 
Yes, you did. I, uh, you talk about, uh, uh, you know, we're out there trying to get, you know, greater wages and better livelihood for us and our families and those who come after us, right? Well, as it turns right. out, I was speaking with a, a sister who is a skilled trades person, and uh, uh, this past week, I won't tell you when, but, and uh, uh, the uh, she uh, been around a long time, and I asked her. I says, "Do you remember back in in uh, the '70s and early '80s when we used to pay off our Social Security cap, and the rest of the year we wouldn't have to pay into Social Security, and we did that by May 1st?" And she says, "Yeah, I, I do remember that." I'm going, well, let me just tell you something. You know, with the overtime, because none of us did it by May 1st without some overtime, uh, we were able to uh, pay that off at that time and uh, uh, May. And today that number, we all know that the government didn't lose a minute worth of what they're supposed to get. And that Social Security cap is $132,900. Right now, $132,900. Basically, $133,000. And you pay it off in the 1st of May, if you did. That means that your buying power in today's dollars would be $397,000. Almost $400,000. Part of the problem that we have is that people have gotten used to making such mediocre wages that when they get a little raise, they think they're actually making money. The big three paid us that money and gave us what are called PPH days, paid personal holidays. There were 11 of them, I remember. And she concurred that she remembered there were 11. Skill trades. Every we got one about every six weeks. We were like eight days from being at a four-day work week in our nation. In our, you know, the, I'm sorry, in the Detroit Three. We needed another eight days, and we would have had a four-day work work week, essentially, with all the time that we had off. Think about that: four-day work week and making in today's dollars. $397,000 buying power that we had in the in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. And then they started to destroy the working class. And just horribly, just tearing us apart. So when we do get money, don't let people tell you that you're making too much. Tell them they're making too little. Because it hasn't been so long ago when we made three times and more of what you're making today. Few people make a hundred. You gotta be working some overtime. Even with the bonuses and this the lump sum payments. So the negotiators that are critical of our chairpersons need to stick to the doggone negotiating table 
and remember exactly and specifically what our wages once were and go get them again. For a lot of reasons, this contract is not going to be tainted because it's been put out there that they're going to have to abide by the Constitution. A lot of people run in their mouth about this and that. And we heard over the week, I'm getting into my report, we heard over the week that, you know, people were sad that the young people are telling retirees on the pages that they don't deserve any of the money that might be gotten. Just remember this. Since retirees have retired, $4,000 has been taken from them. In some instances, more than $4,000 has been taken from them. So remember that when you begrudge them getting back what they might be have given up to keep the corporation viable so that you can work there today. Also, right now, you need to understand this. One of the reasons that the temporaries has been such an issue in these negotiations is because working for a living started a year ago with our plan to ascend the leadership that said there were at least three things. It's still available, by the way. You can still go get it, workingforaliving.org plan. That's not hard to find it. Things that violate the Constitution that are in the collective bargaining agreement don't belong there. And we started again this year, early, saying that any and all, that's the language of discovery for you young people that might not know that there's even a Constitution out there. Do you know if there's a Constitution out there? I'm a little bit angry that you would say something like that about a retiree, especially when there's a group of retirees well aware of the Constitution and doing our best to enforce the Constitution onto the collective bargaining agreement and have told folks, any and all who negotiate and or approve a contract, a collective bargaining agreement that violates the UAW Constitution, we will use every measure available by and through the Constitution to get essential justice for them having broken the Constitution. Already written. In other words, it guarantees you, young people, a better pathway, arguably 90-day pathway, because that's what you're telling me at the picket lines when I stop in and say hi. Everybody is saying 90 days. They don't want to hear management talking about three years. 
because they'll just play with that three years. Then they say, well, they'll get into the 89-day thing. Well, they did it for 70-odd years. And, oh, by the way, this isn't me. Millions of UAW members have voted for delegates to go to the Constitutional Convention and approve additions, changes, or deletions every convention. It remains in the Constitution and has been in there for decades. Article 13, Section 22, no greater than three consecutive months work permits. That's for people that do not have seniority, temporaries. People have said, well, you know, by golly, you got to, the temporaries got to take care of them long-term sick leaves. No, you don't. They need to hire somebody because they know what, uh, what's called con- uh, 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 controlled absences and uncontrolled absences, contractual absences and non-contractual absences. They all know that, and they know that it's around 6%, and they have to hire that many. And you shouldn't be temporary. You should be permanent. I want you to get that through your head. A whole lot of us are out here really pushing for this at some risk, by the way. We won't get into that. But more risk than you have, believe me. Okay? So just just make sure that when you open your mouth, you know what you're talking about. Most of you don't even know a constitution exists. And I'm sick of that, too. Educate yourself. So, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pissed about the idea that they're saying that to retirees. And we're out here doing what we're doing. And everybody, the, I mean, the groups, like this, this brother we met that come over here and said hi to us and and uh and the other people that that came, that came by and said hi and this fellow actually wrote in you'll hear it in a minute his friends support what we're doing everybody supports us trying to help the retire the, the the younger people here appendix k is also problematic It also violates the Constitution, federal law, and labor ethos itself. So the real talkers out there, I'm not impressed. Most of you wouldn't even know how to write a a challenge to somebody that violated the Constitution. take that to the bank too so we we're going into emails uh i don't want to get too long here that was part of my report uh
looks like we have Brother Tom here. Good evening, Brother Good Tom. Good it's evening, Brother Ray. <laughs> it's not morning now, it's <laughs> evening. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, hey, I'm uh, sitting out here. I'm sitting out here yeah. waiting for you at the airport, so don't forget you've got an airplane to catch here shortly. Yeah, yep, I know. It's uh it's not far off. I gotta I gotta scooch here pretty soon, so uh and you know, again right little I mean other people uh came to me throughout the week and said, You you really need to, to tighten this up a little because these younger people uh, they don't realize that you're out there trying to do what you're doing. And it's just wrong for them to say that the retirees don't deserve anything. First of all, they've, they've given up $4,000 a year or more sometimes. You know, I, I wrote that 2014, and it's more now. You know, so I have to repost it, I guess. It's posted, other people have reposted a couple times, but we need to do it more. When they actually see it, they kind of shut up. We're, we're a team here. Everybody benefits. Everybody. From the, the, the weakest, youngest member that we have out there, we need to make sure that everybody benefits here. Everybody. I'm, I had a number of people tell me that, you know, and, I, you know, I'm carrying their water because they were pissed when they talked to me on the phone. Real good and pissed. And they might not like hearing it, but these young people got to start figuring out. We're trying to help them. So you're right, Tom. I got a, I got a flight here pretty soon, and uh, uh, then I got to. That I, with it's it's just a busy next thirty six hours or so, so I don't, I don't get in, into all of that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I just wanted to remind you, you know, that uh, there's some business to be taken care of here shortly. So I didn't want you to get tied up and and then uh, miss your flight. So uh, yeah, I, okay. I keyed in. I I, uh, I was busy getting out to the airport myself. That's why I just keyed in now, and uh, I heard you out there talking. So. Yeah. Well, we're One. doing a lot of good stuff, Tom. I mean, you know, we're all over the country, and, you know, uh, we're trying to help out where we can. And when people are doing wrong to good people, we try and fix that, whether it's somebody admonishing a chairperson or doing the right thing or a bully or sexual predator that then brings charges against the people that they, they bullied or, or harassed. Good Lord, you know. Yeah. 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 Some, sometimes you just want to go shake some people, you know. I mean, just what in the hell is wrong with you? You know, you can't do yeah. some of this stuff, first of all. And when you do do it and you don't, they ask you to stop and you don't, there's consequences. Eventually it's going to catch up to you. You know, people well, discharged the eight, nine times, disciplined 31 times, 
good Lord. I mean, when when do you figure you're supposed to stop doing what you're doing? You know? Who knows? Who knows? And, yeah, you, and then they, uh, they, none of them know how to pour piss out of a boot, most of them, you know. Give them a pencil and they go, well, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, I'm, I'm getting sick of it. All these people out there running their yapper don't know what they're talking about. I'm a little pissed about it. People asking me for advice and then standing around telling everybody else somebody else is better. Go ask that person from now on. See what they got to tell you. You want some, you got so egotistical that you're so damn high and mighty that you're going to go find counsel with somebody else? Go for it. Go for it. Whoever the hell you are. So, anyhow. Uh, well, you uh, keep doing what you're I'm doing, honest, Leroy. I'm Don't just a little pissed, you know. I'm, I'm not yeah. just a little, a lot. Well, don't get pissed off. You're doing all the right things, and there's a lot of people that understand what, what's happening and, and what you're trying to get accomplished here and mainly educate the younger people to leave something that's that's not in shambles but that is strong, it's got a good root system, and those young folks are the root system we're looking for to keep the UAW and the foundation that uh, some great people well before you and I, Leroy, before we got into the – to the right. uh, locals and uh, in, in functioning in different and various uh, different uh, uh, venues as far as committee men or what have you. But uh, you're doing the right thing. Don't let people depress you. You're always going to have those people. Yeah, and, I know. And, I just, and, you know, well, I, when they lighten up the, you know, this isn't about me. This is about other retirees that don't know how correct. to defend themselves against this. Don't, you know, they don't understand what's going on. And how well, we're trying to help the, the younger people here. Let me you know, let so, me say this. But, uh, in the yeah, old days, ahead. those retirees in the old days, those retirees stuck together. So they don't understand. They do not understand where where the some of these younger folks are coming from. Okay, and and it's it's hard for some of those guys to stood on picket lines well longer than what we are currently going through, and well, and and. Fought the good fights, you know, to get where we've gotten. And the people don't realize, people, uh, you, you mentioned the Pioneer, uh, uh, Pioneer Hall, Hall and, 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 and the, the people who gave up their lives for this union and those younger folks that are in there now. Yeah, they were put at a disadvantage because somewhere along the way, somebody lost their, their way or down the path, they lost their way, you know. We keep them fat and dumb or young and dumb. I don't know which one you want to call it, but you, you, you've got to understand, keep educating. You're going to, you're going to be far better off, and, and don't get frustrated in that at venue because uh, I, well, it's, I have – You know, it's other people coming to me, Tom. I mean, they're frustrated. It isn't so much me. I'm just carrying their message here tonight. You know, when, when they get attacked on the pages – you know, it, and the other thing is – you know, you mentioned it, but somebody else mentioned it uh, uh, as well from the, the Flint area. You know, when we had Stan Marshall, who was president of Local 599 of Buick and later our regional director, you know, people like him and all around him actually knew 
our union. They understood the Constitution. They understood the agreement. And there wasn't no messing around. If you had a problem, they went and fixed it for you. Just like when I I wrote that letter in the State of Flint Journal uh, about uh, the seniority being a problem in 1983. Stan Marshall was a regional director. He called me in, him and Reuben Burke. Both of them went on to the International Executive Board. I mean, as officers. Stan as Vice President GM and, and Reuben Burke as a, a, a Secretary Treasurer of the International. Both of them good men. They knew what they were doing. They called me and asked me what we should do about seniority. And a result of several phone calls and meetings directly in their office with them, everybody's got corporate seniority today. So all those young people that are pissing and moaning about retirees that get the chance to move to another plant and take their seniority, you didn't get that on your own, brother. You got it from me. Ruben Burks and Stan Marshall and the rest of the International Executive Board in 1984 gave it to you based on my initiative. You ought to stop pissing, pissing off retirees because we did a lot for you and you're benefiting by it now. Including the real talk people. Well, we need to stick together. You can't stick together when you're out there demeaning retirees saying they shouldn't get anything. Wake up. You got a lot from us, and you're getting more right now. I didn't see any one of you putting a constitutional challenge together to benefit yourself because you don't know how. And it's sickening that you don't, quite frankly. But we're here and we're doing it for you. Stick together. you get a lot farther. Jeff, we ought to get through these emails. Okay. Uh, number one, my son is a GM worker and is currently on active duty in the U.S. Army Reserve. He picketed one time, and then the U.S. government has told him not to picket anymore. Please let everybody know that active duty military are not allowed to picket, and name is withheld. Right. Yeah, that uh, that came in from a mom uh, that's a five-generation UAW family, and her son is a proud UAW worker, member. And, you know, he got called to active duties in the U.S. Army Reserve, and he's been to Iraq twice. 
So he's a good veteran, too. And he went to picket, and they he picketed one time, and the military told him not to ever, you know, while this is, uh, he's on active duty. He's not supposed to be picketing. So the military's told him not to, but they're picking on him, you know, because he's been told by the United States government not to, notwithstanding he's a member. But he's not getting any picket money for, from him either. He's not getting, you know, he can't get any money if he doesn't picket. But he's on active duty in the United States Army, military, and, you know, he, he can't picket. And she said, please let everybody know that. And that we're doing that on behalf of that mom to stick up for her son who's been vilified on the picket line. Let, again, let's stick together, folks. folks. You know, I mean, this, this is getting out of hand a little bit, okay? We need to stick together. I know you're all out there and resolute to keep you know, moving forward and the picket's going and stuff. But there's some instances out here that are simply wrong, and we got to stop doing this stuff, Okay. Stop picking on this guy in the military. He's a dual active duty combat veteran. Leave him alone. And any other like him, please. Just give them the respect they're due and allow them to abide by their orders in the United States military. Thank you. Um, number two, Leroy, it was real nice meeting you and Jeff on Wednesday. Uh, all my friends said to say hello and that we support what Working for a Living is doing. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you so very much for writing in. It was nice meeting you. And, uh, you know, tell all your friends, uh, now that you're listening, tell all your friends we said hello as well. You know, I mean, some of you uh, I, I may know from the area because of my own activity. Uh, some time ago, but, uh, um, you know, thanks for, for everything and all the support. Okay, Jeff, that last one. All right. I support working for 11 and the good work you do. People are asking for carbs, and can you get me some? Uh, yes, we will get some made up. Okay, we'll do that. Um, uh all right, let's uh, uh, let's get through the definition and the quote. I'll uh, uh, let me take the definition. I'll do that, and you get the quote, Jeff. Okay. Um, the the word this week, uh, pursue. It's a verb, and it's to find or employ measures to obtain or accomplish a desired goal like getting higher wages. We're pursuing this in ways that people can't hardly understand sometimes, but we're we're after this. We're pursuing it. Let's stay resolute and, and continue to pursue it with vigor. Okay? So far, we've been able to keep the scabs out of the plants because we have teams ready and willing and able to address those. That's a goal, keep the scabs out of the plant. We're going to do that. And don't even think about trying to cross our picket line if you're a scab. We understand management has to do essential services because we're not going to do them anymore. 
because of a chairman that made a, a decision, and we support him in that. Rich, you're you're a good man. Keep it up. We need a lot more like you. A lot more like you. And there's people in in higher positions that wish you had the integrity and the ability that you have. That wish they wish they had their, the uh, integrity and the ability. And uh, you know, one thing about you, Rich, you make no mistake about sticking up for your membership in the interest of the membership, and it's just exudes out of you. So thank you for that, brother. Keep it up. And we've supported you in a couple of other instances instances as well. And we will continue to do that because you're a good brother. And you and I, you know, uh, we don't communicate, but uh, we, we've met once, you know, on the phone. But on a regular basis, no. But we know what you're doing and we support you. And we appreciate everything you're doing. So keep it up. You got your people like you a lot. They like you, and they see the difference from other plants that they've come from, where you're open, and the other places they had to beat down a door and, and jump over six people to get to the chairperson. And you're readily available all the time, and it's night and day. And the people see it, and they see the wrong that they had to go through before, and now how how you run your ship, you're doing a good job. And you answer to your membership. You don't answer to that guy right there that tried to admonish you, asking you, do you have permission? You didn't have permission. Hell with him. The hell with him. You don't need permission from somebody like him. He shouldn't be where he's at. He shouldn't be. And, Jones, if you're listening, you need to take care of that. Okay. Jeff, go ahead with the quote. Say this week's quote. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's from President Theodore Roosevelt. Right, Jeff. That's the difference between talking about it and going and and helping somebody because you care about them. Yes. Rather than blowing hard he, by he was, Right? He, he was a friend of the working man. Definitely. Right, he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he took on the corporation. He he did the antitrust stuff. He he was yep. a really good uh, worker-friendly president. Arguably one of the best. You know, the best. you know, we had uh, Franklin out there, Roosevelt, that was pretty good. But Theodore, he... he I, you know, when people ask me, you know, who, I, you know, I'm I'm leaning more and more, bring his name up because the last several Democrats that have been presidents, they haven't really helped us. And I hate to say that, but there's a lot of stuff they've done to de- destroy the country, let alone working man and woman. So, all right, well, uh, we're getting pretty close to time. Let's. Uh, Jeff, everybody knows, uh, mm-hmm. you know the uh, three elements of, you know, that you bring up every every week, and that's the temporaries, Appendix K, and the, to re, to remove the uh, uh, Pension Protection Act of 2006. And make no mistake, 
if you have language in this agreement that violates the Constitution, my anger will hit my keyboard and you'll be dealt with. I don't care if you're negotiating or approving. If it violates the Constitution, action will come. 90 days for the temporaries, no Appendix K. We don't make management competitive. They do. We'll do our job when they tell us to do it the way we're supposed to, but we're also going to have the ability to write a damn speed up if you combine three and four jobs on us, and we can't do that under Appendix K, make the company competitive. And take that damn language out of our agreement because we're going to get that reversed under a new administration. And we don't need it in our contract. Having said that, uh, uh, Jeff, do you have anything at all you want to talk about? And then we'll wrap this up here. No, we really, you, you hit it on the head with your report, and we all got to stick together, and younger folks need to learn. You might have to learn the hard way someday, but you need to learn. We're trying to educate you. If you don't want to listen to us, hey, it's on you. That's all I got, Leroy. Hey, Jeff, thank you. It was good seeing you this week. You know, it's Nice to yes. have solidarity with you, and we had solidarity with a few other people as well, especially that one fellow that they wrote in here. It was really nice to see him. Uh, he knew all about us. All his friends knew all about us, uh, and, you know, we're, we're happy to be out here doing what we can and, uh, you know, holding people to account, you know, making sure the bad people being held to account. They're still in charge, and we got to give them that. But that doesn't mean that we don't work to keep a better union, right? Okay. Tom, I, I know you've been kind of on me tonight for being so vocal about things, but people are out there and they're being divisive and it's wrong. So, But have you got anything to say on any subject other than Michigan State? You can't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm on my way to the boarding area. I could have sit here and wait too much longer. <laughs> All right, we got to get to the airport. Hey, um, uh, brother, uh, asked me about Michigan State and what happened to Sparty, and I told him he set that one out. So, and he's a he's a Wisconsin fan. So we we have elements out here in our team that, that are just amazing. You know, almost the whole Big Ten here. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually. But they got their head handed to them. You know, they had a shutout. Wisconsin's had four shutouts in six games, so uh, they're playing pretty pretty tough. And everybody's looking for them to match up with Ohio State in the Big Ten uh, playoffs there for the, the opportunity to go to Rose Bowl. I think is what they're playing for. So, so Ohio State's doing good. You know, we'll see how they finish out. So. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know. Tom called while we were having lunch. <laughs> I, 
let me talk to Jeff. I says, here, Jeff. Jeff picks up the phone. <laughs> he, he says, Ohio State sucks, and hands the phone back to me. I'm going, People standing around start laughing their ass off because they, they were just getting a kick out of us there. Oh, Lord. <laughs> So get your ass to the airport. Okay, Tom, what do you got to say to close this out? Get your ass to the airport. I'm tired of sitting here. My ass got blisters on it. Okay, I'll be there. All right. So, all right, everybody. So uh, we had another show tonight, uh, and uh, we got to stick together. That's our message here. You can't be beating up on retirees. We've done a lot for you, and we're doing more for you now. So understand that, you know, we'd like to get a little of our $4,000 back that we've given up since the 2007, uh, actually the sixth period of time uh, when they took, uh, uh, that was currently, that's for about almost $1,400. That, that one item in 2006 they took away. And that's on my write-up, the, the retiree update. So um, just let's stick together. Stop the infighting about the retirees and the young people. We're trying to help you. Everybody benefits by what we've done over the years. Please, just get along. Let's stick together and get this company to its knees so they feel the heat. Okay? Thank you. All right. I want to thank all of our global listeners, our Canadian Mexico listeners, the um, United States Union and non-union listeners, and thanks for everybody that's supporting us there, these uh, workers in the unions, that, other unions that are, and and if you're going on strike for your own reasons, thank you. It's a good time to go on strike because that gets us closer to a national strike, and, and uh, that'll bring corporate America to its senses or its knees, one of the two, okay? Uh, if you found value in this show, right, Please tell just one more person about us. In the coming week, have fun, stay safe, stay resolute, and in solidarity on our picket lines. We'll be out there to say hi again this week. Walk with you a little while. God bless each and every one of you. Good night, Jeff. Good night, Tom. Good night, night. everyone.